Welcome to Chicago History and Automotive Heaven, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on WCPT, 820 a.m. With Richie Z, Chicago's historian and storyteller. Richie takes the mystery out of Chicago history. We're also going to do a segment called, If You Have an Automotive Glitch, Don't Bitch, Call Rich. Welcome, everybody. It's Richie Z, and I've got a show for you today that's uh, really something special. But I've been working on a lot of stuff for this program. Um, we're going to have John Weiss on. He's uh, a historian and a preservationist for Illinois Route 66. And he's got some wonderful stories. He's a great storyteller. I've known John for probably over 20 years. We've done some segments together. But I just uh, clinched something for next Saturday. I'm going to have Larry Spivak on. He's a historian with the labor movement, the Labor History Museum. Uh, He's president of that. He was president of one of the labor unions for many years. So he's going to be on, and we're going to talk about the labor movement in Chicago. Um, I'm going to kind of tie it into what's going on nowadays. Uh, People are finally fed up with... uh, working for major corporations that have billions and hundreds of billions of dollars and not getting even uh, any kind of benefits or being able to work. So we're going to touch on that. I also uh, did a thing with the uh, Las Vegas uh, Mob Museum when we were out there, but I contacted them and uh, we're going to have them up. Uh, Auburn Corden Duesenberg Museum is going to come up and tell the story about that. And then out in uh, Glendale, Arizona, the Martin Auto Museum. But I have a lot of other people going to be coming on. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to uh, shoot a television show at the Historic Auto Attractions in Roscoe, Illinois. That's really something to see. But you can see a lot of the stuff I'm talking about. Auburn Court and Duesenberg and other museums. Uh, the one in Roscoe, Historic Auto Attractions, I was out there about 10 years ago, but he's doubled it in size. So we're going to add to that tomorrow. And we got about 10 television shows coming up. Uh, we have a GoFundMe page, Richie Z. Uh, GoFundMe, we need equipment. Uh, And I need to uh, keep this uh, radio gig going. But let me get into today's show. I got John Weiss on the line. John, hello. Nice to have you on today. Hello, Richie. It's great to, to talk to you. It always is. You know, we've done a number of shows together, and I always look forward to um, to to having you on and doing a, a piece on it. People love the Route 66 stories. I've done thousands of hours of tours downtown, and uh, people from all over the world come here, and actually they'll start at Michigan and Adams, the beginning of Route 66 in Chicago by the Art Institute, and drive it. They, they ship their vehicles here, be it motorcycles, sports cars, or whatever. And they drive the uh, over 2,000 miles to California. That is one of the more popular ways to do it. Of course, they uh, a lot of them rent their motorcycles, too. They have a lot of groups that actually organize uh, clubs in many different countries, believe it or not. Just for Route 66. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I you know I was you know down there doing tours you know ten twelve years ago, and I, I couldn't believe how many people from Europe are asking about Route 66. 
Yeah, you know, they, we can only estimate, but the way we feel is about 60% of all travelers are coming from other countries. Now, think about it. They come halfway around the world to see some of these iconic little things that we have on Route 66. Uh, and yet, there's sometimes there's people just locally that have no idea of uh, the importance of it and the fun that's just outside their front door. Before we even get started today, I know, um, like myself, you are down with uh, um, not doing anything during the uh, pandemic and everything else. Are you up with doing some tours again? Oh, yeah. I'm, I've got some, I got five or six already booked for next year. It's nice to see people coming out. I don't actually do the tours. I get hired as a hop-on tour guide for, like, park districts and uh, uh, travel organizations and so on like that. And it's just a lot of fun. And uh, the people, uh, they reminisce. That's what it's really all about. They, their mind goes back to a different time, a different place. When we stop at these old stations and uh, uh, the restaurants and, and, of course, the stories that I tell between the stops. Uh, just, it's just a fun time. Folks, I've been on one of John's tours uh, not too long ago, and it really is, uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I like a guy like John, and I've, I've said this in the past, uh, there are people that I admire where I even take a page out of their book when I'm doing my stuff, and John is just, he's, he keeps everything simple, sweet, and uses just a, just a touch of levity here and there to keep you entertained, because if he makes you laugh, you remember and you enjoy it that much more. Let's get started down. Let's let's start off in uh, Chicago with Michigan and Adams by the Art Institute. Well, you know that's it doesn't really start there, but the, for the convenience of travelers, they they uh, they say go to the front of the Art Institute. There's Adams Street, which is goes out of Chicago, and that it's very sensible to do it that way. Then you see a sign says. Route 66 begins in 2,448 miles. You're at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you want to go through, uh, you know, because I, I know you don't do a lot of the north stuff. I know you go, like, you know, the southern stuff you do, but uh, you want to start a little bit with Berwyn? Well, you know, when you're traveling 66, this is the great thing about it. If we're traveling along and there's some, uh, oh, man, I don't like this. This is kind of boring. Somebody else is saying, oh, that's exciting. Look at that. You never know. So as we travel along, it keeps changing. Each town has a heart of its own. It's like a string of pearls, and each one of them has a story to tell. So, okay, if you're not happy with this one, wait a few minutes. we got another whole story, another whole visual place, another whole attraction. That's what makes it so exciting. It isn't one-dimensional. It doesn't say, look over there. Isn't that beautiful? No, we've got anything you want is sooner or later going to pop up when you're on 66. Tell us a little bit about Delray Chicken. This is a, 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 a real, real great story. Well, you know, Delray's Chicken Basket is um, just outside of Chicago, and so is uh, the White Fence Farm. They're both two great chicken places, but they have their own identity. And I can't say one's better than the other. They are both wonderful to visit. Uh, the advantage of the chicken basket is that they're open for lunch and dinner, or White Fence Farm is only open in the evenings. But uh, the, the, the 
people need to start someplace. They start in Lou Mitchell's usually in Chicago to go to the restaurant over there. And then they head out of town. They're kind of waiting. Something's got to happen. There's nothing really going on. Well, then one of the first open places they hit is Delray's Chicken Basket. And, uh, oh, this is what we were looking for. But that started out as a farmhouse raising chickens, correct? Well, I think they all, in, in one way or another, you know, Route 66 started in 1926. Most of these places have been around for a long time. And uh, the Ray family has owned it for a long time. I don't know if you know it or not, but there's a new owner in there. He got, took it over about four years ago. Pat Ray retired. And uh, they've got the... Uh, uh, they've kept the tradition the same as it was with the, the Ray family. But I don't know exactly which one I know that White Trans Farm was that way, that they started out with Peabody, I think is the name of the people that started it. But, they, they, again, they have their own little stories to tell. But the thing is, go there for the food. Watch the people come in from around the world. Around the world to have a piece of chicken. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> You know, I remember, you know, talking chicken, and I don't want to ever not tell this one. We went, I went on a tour with you a number of years ago, and we went to that, I think it's called a family restaurant. Yeah. And the chicken was something I haven't tasted in 25 or 30 years. I mean, it just was was excellent. I mean, it was, I, I usually eat one or two pieces of chicken. I think I had four. It yeah, was. That place is in Dwight. It's called the Route 66 Family Restaurant. And it is considered one of the, the best with their roasted chicken. And uh, with the tours I do, I make sure that every one of my tours has a stop over there because uh, it is so nice. They, during that COVID, they remodeled it, though. They gutted it completely, added on about 50%, not for tables, not to make more money, but they have a better experience for the the, the visitors, even across the top on the inside, they got a mural artist, and it took them 120 hours just to make the mural on the inside. It's something to see, even if you don't eat the, just oh. to see the murals. You know what? If you don't eat there, you're going to cheat yourself because that place <laughs> is um, is just magnificent. But across the street from there, there's a gas station, right? Yeah, yeah, that's Amber Becker uh, Station. That's uh, it's Texaco. Uh, you know, along the way, this this one here, it's free. It's free for the people to go into. It's run by volunteers, again, in the town of Dwight. And Dwight itself has all kinds of attractions in itself. Uh, they have, you know, a lot of people are interested in Frank Lloyd Wright. And uh, the, there's, there's buildings all over. But the first prairie home, and that's the key thing, the first prairie home is in Kankakee. But Frank Lloyd Wright also designed several uh, banks, and only one of them is still in existence and operating, and it's in Dwight. And you can just go in there. It's a regular working bank still. A lot of people don't even realize that. And they have more attractions in town than that, too. Take us on a little journey in Dwight, because it was an amazing city. I remember when I was on the tour with you, there was a, a number of places, you know, from the little jailhouse and on and on. Take us on a little tour there. Well, you know, the, my most popular tour when, when nobody's ever done one before, let's just say a park district calls, we'd like to do something. Now, I, I have a, a set tour called Tour Number One, and we start out in Joliet at their museum. They open the doors early for us so people can go inside and see the, the inside a little bit and uh, we get teased a little bit about what all the rest behind those other doors. And they have a great gift shop, and it's a wonderful place. 
Then we take off from there, and, and uh, we're heading on down the road, and some of the things that you see over there, like in Braidwood, you see the polka dot driving. The, probably the best 50s, 60s driving you're going to find any place. You can get your picture taken with Marilyn Monroe and the Blues Brothers and James Dean and Superman. I mean, they're all there. Yeah, they're, they're there 24 hours a day. <laughs> and then you head on down the road, and you get to... to Godly, and they have their mining museum. But then you get to what you were talking about, the little two-cell jail in Gardner, Illinois. And uh, that's open 24 hours a day. We don't close it up, and we don't lock anybody up in there. But we also have a, uh, 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 a streetcar from Kankakee that was a diner on 66. And it's, it's restored so that you can look into it. It's not operating, but you can see what it was like. And you can then go into the two-cell jail, get your picture taken in, the, in that two-cell jail. But it, Gardner has one other little thing. They, they, they are known for, for uh, Reverend Christian Christiansen, the man who saved the world from nuclear destruction. Isn't that wild? And uh, this story is just, just so unbelievable that we have a plaque there, and it tells the whole story all about him. Too long to take right now to tell you about it, but you got to go there, over by the two-cell jail. The story is there. While you're there, look over your shoulder, and you'll see a red building, and, and Tom Perkins is there. He's the official greeter for everybody. Go in there and visit Tom, and it's a wonderful place to go into when you're in Gardner. So so much the history. It's, every town has got <laughs> So we move on to where you were just talking about. Now, from there, we go over to to Dwight, and that's where you have the Texaco station, and they got a big pin board to show where people come from all around the world and get your picture taken on different spots. It's not operating as a gas station. It's because it's supposed to be nostalgia, and Kitty Kwan from that is the restaurant you were talking about, the Route 66 family restaurant. Highly recommended, needless to say. You said that. But in Dwight itself... Dwight is known for what they, they was known as the Keeley Institute. It's where people would go to in order to um, uh, be cured of alcoholism or drug addiction. And uh, they would stay there about a month and uh, for the Keeley Cure, they called it. Well, they have a great museum that tells all about it. The Keeley Institute isn't, doesn't exist anymore, but all the buildings do. Some very beautiful buildings that are in town over there. And there's, there's a, uh, it's called a Fox Developmental Center. It's, it's, it's a health facility run by the state of Illinois. And they have up in the, it used to be belong to the Keeley Institute. It was their main office. And they have a grand staircase. And you go up the grand staircase, and when it's a nice sunny day, there's five big, beautiful Tiffany-influenced windows. And they represent the five senses that are affected by alcoholism and drug addiction. Beautiful to see. Things like this, they're all over the place. They're just all over the place when you're traveling 66. I I could keep on talking now for another hour or two. (laughs) You know what? One thing I want to mention, because people don't know this particular fact about Route 66, they never built a Route 66, folks. What they ended up doing was every town, every city, every little community had a downtown area with paved roads. Once you got out of town, a block or two or half a mile out of town, it went back to either gravel or dirt roads, correct? 
That is correct. So what they did was they actually paved the area between each community, which I think at that time was a magnificent idea, whoever came up with it, because now when you're traveling, uh, you don't have to, they didn't have to build anything. Every town has restaurants and little shops and, you know, gas stations and everything else that you need when you're traveling, hotels. So it really, you know, it really was something else. How many years did it take to actually put that whole Route 66 together? Because you said it started in 26. It started in 1926, and Illinois was the first continuously paved road, Chicago to St. Louis. 300 miles of paved road that was unbelievable in the day. You didn't get stuck when it rained. You didn't get mud and all the things that you're talking about. Yeah, they created a road. And, of course, that ended up with a lot of hairpin turns and and wasn't very safe. Some even called it Bloody 66. However, it was paved, and you can get from point A to point B. But it wasn't all continuous, I mean, all paved all the way to California until 1932. So it took, what, about another six years to, to make it drivable all the way to California. You know, I really want to touch on something because you, you know, you know your uh, stuff. We've done a, a number of shows together. I think this is going to be our fourth or fifth show we've done. Um, but uh, Illinois uh, invented more stuff on Route 66 than any other uh, state did. Correct? Well, I don't know when you use the word invent. Uh, we do have three main businesses that did start here in Illinois. Uh, one is the the steak and shake. One is the cozy dog, which is the corn dog on the stick, and one is Dairy Queen. They all started on Route 66. Also, the drive up window started in uh, what town? Yes. That, that was down. That's in, that's in Springfield, as a matter of fact. Just the other day, I had, we were in Springfield for a couple of days. So, of course, I stopped and got a cozy dog. And then the next day, we stopped off and got the. Uh, at Maidwright, you know, the first drive-up window, 1926 uh, or 27 is when they opened up. They got all these big buildings around. This tiny little building is still there. And yeah, you can go get a Maidwright sandwich right there. It's just fun itself. You know, Springfield also invented the, uh, their own sandwiches, too, the, the, the horseshoe sandwich. And uh, they're so big and... Uh, that they even have ponies, which is half the size. I mean, it's just fun stuff along the way. You gain some weight while you're driving, though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we did uh, do a lot. Well, let's let's get into a, a couple of the other uh, communities. We did Dwight now. Uh, let's go into Jolie. Well, Joliet, but uh, I want to go into Elwood. I want to go into the uh, prison. To tell us a little bit about that prison. Well, the, first of all, in, in Joliet, uh, the museum that I was talking about, they're the ones that sponsor the prison itself. Yeah. <laughs> there, one thing that people should really realize, too, what's wonderful about Joliet is the Rialto Theater, considered one of the ten most beautiful theaters in the country. It is so, so nice in there that one of the old stories, and I know this for a fact to be true because I met a lady who was there when it happened, you know, Liberace was was um, known for being very flamboyant, shall we say. And uh, uh, he was on the, coming on stage. He walks on stage and he stops. He says, turn the house lights up. He looked around and he says, finally, a theater to match my wardrobe. 
<laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, you've got to go to the rail, and it's still operating. I mean, there's big shows coming up all the time. They, in the month of December alone, uh, I've got tickets for three different shows over there, and uh, it's just look up the Rialto Theater. It's absolutely astounding. As far as the prison goes, that's not actually on 66, um, but it's the, the the prison was there from the 1800s, and. Um, uh, they're not giving tours. You can su- sign up over at the museum for formal tours. They also have a visitor center over there where you can buy the tickets. I don't know their hours in winter because, it's, you know, it's not heated or anything. And you know they're going to be shut down for the cold days. But um, it is certainly something to, to see. But you can get all the information you want at the, the Joliet uh, Historical Museum and Route 66 Visitor Center. They're all in one one complex right there. Now, uh, do you by any chance know the uh, website or anything, any numbers that we can uh, give out on the air? To... Let's see what I've got here. Let's see. Okay, so it's the Joliet uh, Visitor Center, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Joliet Historical Museum and Route 66 Visitor Center, yes. Okay. So, and they, they do a lot of tours with you, too, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, every one of my number one tours start over there, so that's what makes it nice. Um, I've got a phone number here for the Joliet Museum in front of me, and it's um, uh, 815-723-5201. And, of course, you can get all other kind of information over there, too, because it is about 66 uh, Welcome Center over there, too. Okay, uh, one thing I want to mention, because that uh, the movie, the Blues Brothers, started out, the beginning of the movie started out at the prison. They opened up the gates, and Jake picked yeah. up, uh, or, yeah, the, you know, they, they got in the car, and the famous line, you know, uh, uh, got a full pack of cigarettes, dark glasses, and a half a tank of gas hit it, you know. But, right, something like that. Yeah, they have... Um uh, as you're going out of Joliet, Route 53 is 66, and over the corner of 53 and Lairway Road, they've got a, a, a truck stop over there, and the theme is Blues Brothers. And uh, they've got that plaque right underneath a, a, a model of the Blues Brothers car that was used in the movie. So it's kind of a cool spot to see. Yeah, I don't remember exactly the wording, but you're pretty close on it. The one thing cool about it, uh, I remember, you know, I'm a, I, I do a lot of reading, a lot of history, and when I do stories and that, when I did the whole story on the Blues Brothers and everything, um, they had the movie written and everything else, and they were like just riding around trying to, you know, like get comfortable with the with the scenery and everything else, and that's where they found the town of Elwood. And that's when they re because his original character was not Elwood. I forgot what it was, but yeah, when yeah. They, what was that? You're correct. Yeah. But when they saw that Elwood, that was it, man. That's his name in the movie, and it was Jake and Elwood. So, kind of a cool little fact, you know. Um, Man, I, I, I'll tell you, when you do stuff with Chicago history, but even this Route 66, folks, it, it really is a fun day. And, John, they could do some research and actually go on a tour by themselves, get in the car and, and have some fun, correct? Well, yeah, that's the wonderful thing about it. We have got brown historic signs all the way to St. Louis. 
And here's a remarkable thing. 99.9% of every attraction on 66 all the way to St. Louis is free. Free. All these museums are free. You, you've got the Mandawin National Tallgrass Prairie along the way, uh, which is just outstanding. You want to go see live buffalo and stuff? It's all right there. Um, the, the, the thing is, that you can do is get on 66. You can start from Joliet if you want to. That's a real good starting point right at the museum. Head on out. And then you, first, a lot of these little stops, little jail we talked about and so on, and the, and the you know, polka dot driving. But you want to go to the town of Pontiac. And I know that you know Pontiac. I definitely want to do that one, but I think I want to cut to a break because I want to do some things. But that Pontiac thing, I really want to spend a little time with you because that was an amazing thing. And I want to kind of add to that. So we're going to cut to a short break and we'll be back after the break. And we'll start out with uh, uh, the Mother Road. Route 66, the bloody highway, as John said. And we're going to start out with Pontiac, Illinois, after the break. Chicago History and Automotive Television and Radio Shows Podcast. Over 100 radio shows, over 75 television shows at RichieZ.com. That's R-I-C-H-I-E-Z-I-E.com. We're also on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and my website, and that's RichieZ.com. Limo-style private tours of Chicago's historic downtown, lakefront, Magmile, Chicago mob, ghost, and haunted stories. Historic churches, stunning architecture. Up to six people per tour. We pick you up and bring you back in style. For Chicago tours you'll never forget, call 312-841-2560. That all-important phone number is 312-841-2560. Enjoy Chicago Stories with Richie Z on your PC or smartphone. Over 100 radio shows, over 75 television shows. Tune in at RichieZ.com, R-I-C-H-I-E-Z-I-E.com. Or you can call Richie direct at 312-841-2560. Become a sponsor on the show. Call me again at 312-841-2560. Chicago History Presentations at your location and Zoom. Book Richie Z for a speaking engagement at 312-841-2560. That's 312-841-2560. You can also friend me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm also on YouTube. You can check me out on YouTube at RichieZ.com. Welcome back, folks. Uh, I just want to, before we even uh, get started, I have in my notes, I found it while we're on break. Um, If you want more information, there's a website up. It's rt 66 at il 66 
ASSOC.org. Uh, we'll give out that phone number, but also that uh, uh, place that John was talking about in Joliet, the visitor center, and that. You can Google stuff, you know. Uh, I Googled it and I found this one today before the show. Uh, Google, you know. Uh, Tours of Route 66 or uh, special places and uh, restaurants. And uh, we're going to get into some of the other things. Uh, John, I, like I say, I didn't want to start with Pontiac uh, before the break because that's a story. And it's that, that's that's a town uh, where you can spend uh, a half a day there without batting an eye, maybe even more, right? Absolutely. You know, I've done 66 for over 30 years now, so I... I know a little bit about it, and I'm still, still always impressed of what takes place at, over there. And once again, it's all free. They get, you know, they got the most touching war museum in there. It is outstanding. Not just '66. There's a, there's a beautiful uh, auto mu- museum, Pontiac Oakland Auto Museum, and photo opportunities all over. And and just, uh, uh, it's, it's like a Norman Rockwell printed downtown. It doesn't get any better than Pontiac. You're talking about the War Museum, and I was just totally, um, totally taken back when I went in there because they have stuff from, uh, I think it was, but I know it was World War One, but I think it was even prior to that. They have uniforms and statues, people, you know, from that era all over the place. But the memorabilia from the wars and all of that, it, it just took me back. It was like... Uh, I was never in the military in that, and I don't really, uh, I really, I always have, like, not been into war stuff because I lived during the Vietnam thing and uh, when I was a kid um, if that war would have kept going I probably would have been drafted but the thing that really turned me off about that was it was a war that uh, um, was done by politicians it wasn't fought by military and a lot of the people in my neighborhood net uh, either came back messed up or came back in bags so um, that that place in, in Pontiac though really does something to you you know you could my father was in the war so you can respect that you you touched on the Pontiac Auto Museum the Oakland Museum we can't just step over that one that one is something and I want to mention one thing. I have a television show on my site, RichieZ.com, on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. But my website is all rebuilt now. It's really, really uh, easy to navigate. But we did a real detailed uh, uh thing on the museum with Tim Dye. He's the one that runs that museum. And he did a magnificent job with that place. But I want to mention one thing because we filmed it and we went actually down into the basement where he had just all kinds of memorabilia from wheels. But he had a wall probably seven feet high and probably 50 feet long with nothing but oil cans from the past. 
that was really amazing. So if you get the opportunity, if they'll take you into the basement, if you go to that, because I've talked to a lot of people that have gone to the museum, and it's not like something, if you ask, um, you may be taken down there and, and, and can look around. But if you don't ask, if you don't know, it's not something that they put out. So, But it really, 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 I mean, it's just, um, we, we filmed it. It's on my website. It's on my, uh, uh, you know, on my television shows that I have up. So, um, But all the little shops and everything there, too, it, it's amazing. Tell us a little bit more about Pontiac. Well, you know, just what you were saying about that, they, but they also have a, a Gilders Museum over there. Then they have the big courthouse. That was in the movie Grandview USA with Jamie Lee Curtis and Patrick Swayze. And like I said, it's like a Norman Rockwell town over there. And they got murals all over. They had the Waldog event over 15 years ago. And uh, you get got walking tours. But as I said before, so many are foreign tourists, and they don't lead... They can't understand English well, so what they've done, they've got two sets of footprints, red ones and blue ones. And uh, at the, the museum, they'll tell you which ones to follow. One of them will take you to the auto museum. The other one takes you on a tour of all the, the murals. Uh, I mean, that is pretty cool. You know, and then going back to the uh, War Museum over there, it, uh, it is so tastefully done and run only by veterans. It's all volunteers. All veterans run all that. And Pontiac was so wonderful for the veterans. The building that this, all this is housed in is, was open in the beginning, and they put in an elevator just so the seniors could get up there and see that museum. It had to cost a pretty penny for that, but they didn't care. Pontiac did it, and they did it right. Yeah. Uh, in that building, you've got a 1940s display, and you've got a gift shop, Titanic. I mean, you've got a, a, a complete tour of where you're going to go. But to me, the one thing that's the most impressive is what Pontiac gave to me for my group. I'm in charge of all preservation. So when you walk in that front door, the first thing is to honor all volunteers, people that are giving up the most valuable thing that they have in the world, time. And these people go to all these sites and restore all these things. We have it all on display there in that preservation area. And this is what brings all the tourists and all, why people travel around the world. And it also brings in millions of dollars, too, in, in tourist dollars. All volunteers. Isn't that remarkable? Think about that. You know, one thing I, I do want to mention, because like I say, I, I never really was into any kind of um, war museum or anything like that, but it's been on my list. If I go down south, I mean, it's not going to be a long uh, uh, television show, but it'll be, uh, we'll hit the high points there. I definitely want to bring it up because, uh, you know, like you're talking, the, the veterans, if we didn't have the veterans, we wouldn't have the country we have. You know, they're the ones that keep us safe and have... Uh, have really built the country into what it is. So uh, that's one of my things on on my list. But also, I want to mention one thing because, um, you know, man, I, I don't want to, but the, the murals that are there are just, that's another thing I want to go down there and film because you will not believe it. It looks like you could walk right into the mural. That's how real it looks. They had a contest a number of years ago, and artists came from all over to paint murals there, correct? 
Yeah, that's called the Wall Dogs. They have an event every year. Town is selected, and and they come in and they have fun time for the weekend. But then they do these murals. But Pontiac, they, I don't remember how many there are. There's something like thirty of them, um, and uh, it just it, it presents the history of their community. And so I mean, it's, it's well worth itself. You know, the one thing I, I really haven't mentioned while we're talking about Pontiac is the Route 66 Museum in itself, run by the Route 66 Association of Illinois. And um, anybody can join it. It's only 20 bucks a year, and you get four newsletters. But that is the greatest, biggest collection of all authentic things on Route 66 Illinois that you'll find anywhere. And mind you, it's all free. Where's that museum? It's, it's right in downtown Pontiac. Okay, so the Route 66 Museum, like I was telling you folks earlier, I, I, I mean, I I was down, in fact, I got a cute story. You guys all know I'm a storyteller. I'm on the tour with John and this and that, so they let us off the bus. We can go do what we want. We can go anywhere. Uh, we got to be back at the bus at, uh, you know, 2 o'clock, whatever it was, right? Yes. So we were all back except for one person, right? That's the way it usually happens. <laughs> you remember that, right? So I, I walked up to John and I said, I think I know where that person could be. Um, she's into shopping and stuff. And if I, if she's not there, I'll come right back. He goes, okay, I don't want to let anybody off the bus. because I don't want to lose another person, John goes. So I walked about a half a block down. There she was inside the store. And I got her to come back to the bus. But it's so many cool things that you can get wrapped up in it. Yeah, that's not unusual because Pontiac's got so much. And I, I, I tell people at the start of these tours, this is a teaser tour. You, you, we just, you can't see it all. We want to let you know that it, it exists like we're talking today. Let people know that it exists. Maybe we want you to go there. Bring your family. You'll be so glad you did. And uh, just enjoy yourself. Uh, uh, again, the things we just mentioned, so many different diversified things from the War Museum to Route 66 to uh, the cars, the automobiles, the murals. It's like how, how, how so many different things. There's something for everybody, not to mention the great restaurants they have in town there and things like that, too. If you go, folks... Plan on spending the day. Uh, it's worth the ride, and I know you're going to have a lot of fun and see stuff that you've never seen before. Hey, John, I want to ask you a question. Um, can we take some callers if anybody has any questions for us? Absolutely. Absolutely. 773-763-9278. If you want to call in and ask John or Richie Z, John Weiss or Richie Z, a question about Route 6. Or about it, uh, Chicago history. I'll even take that. Um, but John and I are going to keep going. Uh, tell us about the launching pad. So the launching pad has got the the Gemini Giants, and it's a it's a, it's a restaurant. Right at this time, the restaurant's closed, but the Giants they're standing proud. There's four Giants on 66 in Illinois, but but it's been used so much for advertising that the, the tourists, when they're traveling, they've seen this and they've seen that, but then there's the giant. And it's it's almost a sin not to get your picture taken with the giant. you got you got to do it. you got to stand between his legs and get your picture taken. Everybody does. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a must. <laughs> also, I remember when I was on the tour with you a number of years ago, um, you took us to a place where it's like a picker's uh, uh, big, huge, old hardware store, lumber yard, that they turned into a picker store. Is that still around? Yes, yes, it's called Milltown Market, 
It's in Wilmington. And Wilmington is uh, uh, it's, it's a step back in time. It's uh, like the 1890s when you walk through the stores and, and the, the buildings that are there. Several really good little restaurants and uh, eateries of one form or another and a lot of antique shops. What a way to spend a day is in Wilmington. And they're always looking for more to do. Um, you know, and the things we talked about, too, is, you know, we're only talking so far. We've only talked about the first, oh, 100 miles out of Chicago. There's another 200 miles of things to see and do. And uh, as, as you know, and I, uh, that I've, I've written several books, but I've also written the only guidebook for Route 66 of Illinois. And um, it's only 300 miles, but it would take three or four days just to see all the great attractions in that 300 miles. 773 763 9278. If you have any questions you'd like to ask about Illinois' Route 66 or even Route 66 in general, we have the historian preservationist for the state of insanity, I mean Illinois, uh, John Weiss on the line, and uh, you got Richie Z here also. John, what is one of your. You told me when I, we talked a few weeks ago that you were going down to Springfield with a friend and everything. Uh, so that's kind of a special place for you. You like you really like that. Um, what 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 are some of the special things that you really you enjoy? Well, as I said, it's, it's diversified. Depends on what you want to do and where you're going to go. Um, there's no one special spot. I mean, there's there's the, the Spoke Service Station over in uh, uh, Link. Uh, what do we call it? Uh, Bloomington Normal. Uh, I love going over there and seeing Terry. But one of the reasons for it is because remember, I'm in charge of all the preservation projects, and I want so my favorite ones are ones that we've we've been involved with to to help make it happen to make a place that people can go to, like at the Odell gas station. In the, the 1932, it was built. When people go there and they're taking pictures, it makes me feel so good. You can even go to the rust area, an I-55 rust area. is near mile marker 149. And see some of the great displays and stuff we have over there. You have the Funk Prairie Home and Rock and Gem Museum. Then you can go get some syrup over by Funk's. I, I, it's just so much that you can't say there's one special spot. It is just so much fun all the way down the line. And the thing with, with 66, it's not about the brick-and-mortar places. As much as it is the town and the people in the towns and, and at these locations, that's the heart and soul. Otherwise, it's just, well, it's a building. It's a road. But you put it all together. Take that road takes you to the place, and the place has people, and you talk to these people. Now it's exciting. You know, one of the things that kind of bothers me with the technology of today, the people with their smartphones, let's just say I, I mentioned the Odell gas station. Okay, they can punch in that, and they say, Odell gas station, oh, yeah, that's pretty nice looking. Oh, here's the story behind it. It doesn't work that way. You've got to go there. You've got to stand in that doorway where people stood for Dozens and dozens and dozens of years. You got to feel it. You got to taste it. You got to touch it. That's the way you experience it. That's what you got to do. Get in the car and go to these places. You know, everybody will understand what I'm talking about now. When you just go ahead and be there. 
Doesn't matter which place. Just go to one of them. Go to all of them. <laughs> what what kind of what kind of people go on your tours? I, I would venture to say uh, a majority are, are people our age, uh, the seasoned citizens. Uh, but do you get a lot of young people? Well, you know, a lot of them are done by park districts, and so that's open to them. And of course, park districts give younger kids all the way on up. I mean, I've, I've had them. You know, 10, 11, 12 years old, and the next to him is a 100-year-old person. Uh, the, the, the variety is that I wish we had more people that were younger that would be interested in this. Uh, again, for the reasons I think that I was mentioning, they don't comprehend that you've got to go there to experience it. But, um, yeah, every, every age group, every age group. But, yes, the senior, the drive down there, because 66 was the only paved road in the beginning, and so their, their parents or their grandparents drove down there. They were little kids. I think we stopped there. I think I was here. I think I was there. Well, that reminds me of this or that. And that's how their minds work. Yeah, so the senior, I think, is the greatest personal enjoyment. You know, I, I've told the story about uh, um, the Wizard of Oz. I, I'm the only one that's ever really... Um, told the real history of the Wizard of Oz. It's 100% Chicago. It started in 1890. L. Frank Baum, that wrote the book, moved to Lincoln Park and wrote the book. He got 95% of his ideas for the movie or for the book from the World's Fair of 1893. But to take this one step further, I got a whole radio show on the, on the podcast site, so you can go and listen to the whole thing. That one took me over 200 hours to put together an hour radio show. But here, the movie, how the movie came about, in 1933-34, Chicago had uh, Century of Progress World's Fair, our second World's Fair. And it was Century of Progress, our 100-year anniversary. And people came from all over the world to that World's Fair. But people from MGM Studio drove to Chicago, Illinois. Everybody was calling that World's Fair the Emerald City. Uh, everybody knew about the book. The, pub, the book is the most uh, sold publication children's novel ever in the history since 1900 to now. Um, so they looked up Frank Baum. He had already passed away in 1933, 34. And uh, they found the family, and they purchased the rights to the book in 1934 for $75,000. And the Baum family was living in California. Amazing story, but that's, you know, that's the kind of things that uh, we do. Anybody want to call in? 773-763-9278. John, we're coming close to the end. I just want to touch on one more thing. Uh, I got to get you down here to Chicago one day, but I want to hit the Claremont Auto Museum uh, in Chicago. Um 3117 North Knox Street. They have over 300 vehicles on the site. Um, over $80 million invested. They just bought the uh, Helen Voorhees Brock um, 
Rolls-Royce convertible, Corniche convertible, at the Meekham auction about a month or so ago. So that'll be on display there. I'm going to give away two tickets to the first person that uh, emails me at rautomd at gmail.com. That's my uh, website. Send me your name, address, uh, phone number, email, and I'll get you out two tickets to the Claremont Auto Museum. Um, John, what else we want to touch on? Well, you know what I want to do with you? Um, tell, tell the people where they can get your books and that. Your books are f- fantastic. Uh, which one of the things I lost when I uh, had to leave the city was stolen from me. Um, your books are gone, but they were fantastic publications. Not only did you write great stories, but I loved your books because they had they they had the pictures. Seeing is believing, correct? So tell us how you can they can get your books and stuff. Well, you know, I've got an outdated website, is what it boils down to, and that's probably the best way to go. You know what? I've got the guidebook that we talked about, but I've also got a little book called As the Story Goes. This is about 80 short stories that I've heard on the road. And preservation is not just brick and mortar and save a building. Preservation is always these stories, too. So that's why we put that together. A lot of the places up and down the roads do sell both these books, the guidebook and the As the Story Goes book. And probably the for your listeners and stuff, we were talking about the Joliet Museum. They sell both of them over there. It's not outrageous at all. Uh, it's about $18 for the guidebook and 6 bucks for the Story Goes book. And they're great gift shop in there. That's probably the best way uh, in order to do that. I would say I've got an outdated website, but it's still got all the information, www il66authority.com and okay. um, that would do that but you know you had mentioned before another website which is the, the website for the Illinois Route 66 Association oh, run all by volunteers just awesome awesome people there's 900 members in it www.il66association A-S-S-O-C Hey, John, we have a caller on line one. Go ahead. Hello. Hi. Uh, my question is, with Chicago being the starting point of Route 66, why isn't there something big done here? Everything, all the celebrations, festivities are all downstate, but nothing here in Chicago. You know, I got, I can answer that, which really kind of, because I'm a historian and I've done thousands of hours of tours downtown. Um, a long time ago, uh, people in the big house over on um, City Hall and all of that, uh, there used to be a sign on Michigan Avenue beginning of Route 66. Well, Somebody in city council or whatever was didn't like that sign there, didn't like to be associated with it. So they moved the sign over to Adams to get it off of Michigan Avenue. They kind of poo-pooed it. So um, we don't have people that, uh, you know, John, you have a, a, a thing about that? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, the sign you're talking about, Jackson and Columbus, there was one on each corner, big sign, and it said Chicago uh, historical route starts here, and that's the actual official spot, Jackson and Columbus. And uh, uh, for some reason, they took them down. I think it was because of the confusion of how to get to get going. But the interesting thing about it, all those signs disappeared except one. And 
I was able to get a hold of that one spare one they had, and in the museum in Route in Pontiac, the Route 66 Museum, we have that one sign there, the only one still in existence, and you can get your picture taken with it. I don't think the the uh, answer to your question is what you wanted to hear, but uh, did we clear that up? you have anything else you want to uh, mention about Route 66? Well, my thing is, if we have the Office of Tourism and we have the Historical Society in Chicago, has anybody tried getting a hold of them to maybe you know do like a group effort to promote it? I remember the signs, and I I know they're missing too. And like I said, being the focal point of the, you know the start of the the highway, I would think that somebody, whether it's you guys or the city, would want to you know focus on that to use that as a point of tourism, but. And like I said, maybe, you know, maybe there's not enough funding to get together with them or something, but I would think that somebody would make some kind of an effort with the city to get that, you know, bring it out. Call the media and let them know and see if they could find out what happened to the signs and why it's not being, you know, promoted like it should be. You, you're you're a hundred percent right. And you know what? I think I because I got something I gotta find out about downtown and this and that. Uh, uh, you're in my notes right now, and I'm gonna ask about that. So, um, thanks for bringing that up. Anything else? Yeah, that's cool. Thanks for your show. Thank 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 you so much for listening. Glad you enjoy it, John. We're coming to the end. Uh, give out any information you'd like to give out, and uh, we'll go from there. I just, the main thing is get on 66, starting in Chicago, like you said, on Adams Street, the the brown signs are there. One of the reasons probably Chicago doesn't like it because we're bringing people out of Chicago. They want to keep them in Chicago. We take them out of Chicago. But follow those brown signs. Easy to do. You won't get lost. Nice to have a guidebook like mine when you get to some of these other places, stop and buy one. But get on the road. Make it a family trip. Make it an individual one. Don't try and do it all in one day. Do part of it, then come back and do another part later on. You will absolutely never regret it, and you make memories that will last a lifetime. John, you're a wonderful friend. I'm glad I've known you for, like I say, 25-some-odd years. Uh, You were always there when I called to do a a show and tell the history, and I love your stories. Thank you so much for coming on our show today and uh, giving us the history of Illinois' Route 66. Now, you know, Richie, anytime you need me, just give me a call. You know, and I got to get together with you and get get down there and do, uh, hopefully, do one of your tours next year. But I'm going to definitely, over the winter, I got a new editor, and um, he wants to learn how to do some shooting and stuff like that. So we've been talking about going out and shooting some stuff. Um, I think that would be a wonderful trip for us to go to, you know, Pontiac or any of the places, uh, spend a day and have some chicken over at the family, Route 66 family restaurant and uh, and do that. Maybe I'll call you. Maybe we can get together and put you on, on TV, too. So That'll be fine. That's fine. So whenever you need me, I, lo- I like working with you, but I also like promoting... 66. So anything that you can do and I can do to help it, 
I think there's, there's, it's a win-win situation. There's no losers there. Thank you, John. May the Lord be with you. Folks, uh, thank you for listening. We're coming up to the end of the show. I'm Richie Z. I hope you have enjoyed today's show. Like I say, in the next few weeks, I've got some killer shows. i got Larry Spivak coming on, the historian. He's another great storyteller uh, from the uh, unions um, movement. We've got the Mob Museum coming on, Auburn Gordon Duesenberg. Uh, Martin Auto Museum. I hope you're enjoying the show, folks.